Hello and welcome to Hacked Off. In today's episode, we are going to do the month in review. And my gosh, a lot of things have happened this month for the security community. I guess the the one that I want to pick out between my, my many options of uh, NordVPN getting, uh, uh, having a security issue, Avast having a security issue, Adobe having a security issue, um, it's the, the NordVPN one that I want to talk about. Not specifically to dig into the details of what happened to Nord, although we will cover some of those, um, but to just talk more generally about about the use of VPNs and, and how they can help you and some of the advice that I've seen uh, going around the internet over the over the last few days, uh, mainly as as a result of this this kind of uh, issue. So NordVPN had a security issue. One of their servers was compromised. There was some controversy over uh, whose responsibility it was, but the compromise uh, it was published uh, occurred due to a remote access tool on one of their servers. So this is like an ILO, IDRAC type uh, remote console access uh, to the system. Originally, uh, there was controversy over whether it was NordVPN's fault or whether it was their data center provider's fault. And there's um, interesting statements coming out about things like uh, Nord has uh, essentially cancelled the contract with the the provider that won't be working with them anymore. But let's take a step back and instead of diving into the specifics of this particular security incident, look at um, when VPNs are appropriate, how you can make good choices in terms of VPNs and and what some of the alternatives are. I'll also talk... uh, about related um, security protections other than VPNs. So why why might a user choose to use uh, a VPN from a provider like Nord or even from 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 work, those kinds of things? One of the the biggest things that you hear people saying is, oh, a VPN can can protect your your privacy. And I'm not going to say that's not true. I just think it's the kind of thing that that should be caveated. Um, generally, I consider the use of uh, a VPN as as moving the privacy risk as opposed to necessarily protecting you. But what does it do for those who have heard about VPNs maybe through this breach or have never really looked into the details? Uh, VPN, virtual private network, is an additional connection where you're essentially tunneling your traffic through to a provider or a VPN endpoint such that an additional layer of security can be added. So usually we're saying, you know, you're encrypting that tunnel, protecting the data within the tunnel. So this is good for things like uh, if you're using untrusted Wi-Fi networks. So if you, you know, travel a lot, if you're using um, the Wi-Fi in cafes, the Wi-Fi in in hotels, or as came up um, on another podcast recently, the Wi-Fi in places like co-working spaces, then a VPN can... Um, protect you in that context where you're encrypting and tunneling your traffic through to another provider. So if there was an attacker monitoring the wireless network, uh, you know, certainly if, if the wireless network itself is is not adding encryption and if it's an open network, then it can protect your privacy there by preventing this eavesdropper from being able to access your data. It isn't the only option. So um, transport layer security, HTTPS, can... Um, protect a lot of the data there. 
uh, I guess you would say something like DNS over HTTPS uh, should be used as well. But a VPN isn't isn't your only option. And there's um, things that can uh, increase the protection that something like HTTPS offers, like HTTPS Everywhere. There's the you know browser add-ons that that increase the usage or the default usage of um, transport layer security. So a VPN trying to protect your traffic from an eavesdropper on the local network or with, within the range of a wireless network, it, it's not your only option, but it's one of the options. The next problem then begins, of course, if you are going to use a VPN, then you know, which one should you use? I know for a lot of people in the context of businesses, they might think, oh, well, you know, the company provides a VPN and we'll just use our own internally rolled uh, VPN. And, and that might be okay in that context. But you know, if you're an individual or if you don't want your personal traffic going across uh, a business network or if that's not allowed within policy, then, then you might want some additional protection. And you know, how and, and why would people pick certain VPN providers? Well, sometimes I think this is one of the failings of the security community is that it can be very difficult for um, individuals, even potentially fairly technical uh, individuals, to, to really grade the security of these providers. So, you know, not, not picking on a, a specific provider, but just saying, you know, which, which one should you use? I find it can be very similar to the problem of, of antivirus. Well, which antivirus should you use? Well, you, you don't necessarily easily get a view of, of how good each of these antivirus providers are, you know, like a holistic view of how well does this protect me in, in different contexts. That could be really difficult. In the context of, of uh, antivirus as well, a lot of people don't realize that um, there are several antivirus vendors that use the same engine, so white label reselling of, of a specific antivirus engine. But just, just holding that idea in, um, which VPN should I use how do I know they're secure? You can look at some of the technologies they use. What are they based on? And they're based on things like um, OpenVPN. You can look at certain policies like, does this VPN provider um, create logs? Does it log your traffic? Those kinds of things. And there can be concerns there. But I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know how to differentiate one vendor from another. And I, and I think that's a wide problem for, for security. You get asked a lot when you work in security. It's like, um, oh, which password manager do you use? Or which antivirus do you use? And, you know, my threat model isn't necessarily the same as your threat model. The things that I'm trying to protect against or the things that I prioritize isn't necessarily what uh, you prioritize. My use of a VPN is very different to other people's. Uh, do you travel a lot? Are you always on your Wi-Fi to you use your 4G connection? Do you use the Wi-Fi in hotels? Those kinds of things can... And greatly affect whether a VPN will offer you protection. What's the other problem with VPNs? Uh, I mentioned this kind of offsetting or, or moving the, the privacy risk. Uh, if you use a VPN to um, add a layer of encryption to uh, an untrusted network, so you're using it for uh, to, to add protection for an open wireless network or something like that, that, that doesn't mean that, that nobody could monitor your traffic. You're just moving that risk from the local network to your VPN provider, the, the end point that the traffic is coming out of. Now, a lot of people would, would counter that with, well, that's no different to your ISP. You know, your internet service provider is still sending all of your traffic through them so they could um, have a similar impact. 
And I guess that is why I would I raised the point of things like HTTPS everywhere as a as an alternative. Looking at you know what is it specifically that you're trying to mitigate? Is it local network issues? Is it wider network like ISP level issues or what? So yeah, I think um, I think with VPNs you should be looking at what is it that you're trying to like. It's the the why is the important question. Why would you be interested in a VPN? What is it that you're trying to mitigate? If it's um, privacy, really you're just moving the problem. If it's protecting against a, a local network, then maybe a VPN isn't the best option, or maybe a VPN isn't the only option, and you can do a couple of different things. But moving back to this this security issue with with Nord, what 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 occurred, and and how did it uh, impact the conversation around the use of virtual private networks? I think the first thing that I saw is uh, a lot of traffic on on social media, a lot of traffic on sites like Twitter where the news came out that NordVPN was was having a problem, and, and I'm not using that having a problem or a security issue to to hide anything or to, to be safe with my terminology. What I'm, what I'm trying to make the point of is um, these incidents often come out over time. So there might be somebody tweeting saying, um, or they've, they've noticed some, uh, some issue with the server, or they've noticed some issue with the TLS certificate, for example. And then as more information comes out, we find out, oh, maybe, you know, a server was compromised. Does that mean every server? Or is this a specific server? As as the details are released, um, you know, we, we become more educated. But before that happens, we, we don't necessarily know the full story. But right at the beginning, as soon as we hear on, on social media that a VPN provider is, is having a problem, you immediately see people... Uh, I guess I could use the term shilling here, where you immediately see people um, promoting other VPN providers. Oh, of course you've had a problem with that particular provider. You should use my favorite provider instead. They're, they're much better. Um, without any real verification as to why they they would be better. Also, sometimes the, the scale or interest of a breach can hide other breaches. Um like I mentioned, yeah, Vast had an issue, NordVPN had an issue, Adobe had an issue. Um, but NordVPN weren't the only provider to have an issue. Um, and sometimes, you know, the, the the media response, whoever is breached first or whoever has the biggest breach can can hide the other the other issues. So um, I'll talk about uh, Torguard, no doubt, uh, in a second. But, but they had uh, an issue as well, not necessarily to the same degree, but uh, it, it occurred at a very, very similar time. So yeah, that, that's the thing to be aware of. If if um, if one security company or one provider of yours has an incident, then yes, absolutely, you should review your relationship with them. You should review your use of, of their technology. But just jumping without thinking into another provider is not necessarily the, the best thing to do. Um, yeah, you may think that you'd, you'd need to act quickly if one of your providers is having an ongoing issue, then... You do need to to look at um, is it is it right to move away? But just picking the next available one or seeing on social media, oh, this other provider exists. We'll start using them. Certainly isn't isn't the best uh, case. When it when it comes to VPNs, though, why what what kind of features would would people look for? Um, well, my use of VPNs, I, I do use uh, a VPN because of my erratic travel schedule. Uh, I find it helps me in certain contexts there with some of the untrustworthy uh, wireless networks that I use. Um, so VPNs can help in in some contexts. I do use a VPN. Um, why I picked mine isn't necessarily uh, the the first thing that you would consider. I think some people looking at security professionals, it's like, well, what what did you use? What are your characteristics for for picking a VPN provider? And and one of the difficulties for me was just 
it's compatibility. I use a range of devices, and and therefore, if I'm going to pick one provider, I need that provider to work in a in a in a range of uh, at least on a range of operating systems. Is what I'm saying here. So there's there's those kinds of characteristics which I think everyone would understand. But what else would you would you pick your provider for? Well, one of the things that you see a lot of people uh, going on is uh, this uh, this idea of uh, a provider having no logs. Oh yeah, your your VPN provider will will protect your traffic and will tunnel your traffic, but they don't log your uh, data. Now this this might be people looking at this from from a privacy point of view. If they're not logging your traffic, then those logs can't accidentally be be leaked, or there can't be some subsequent breach where where that data becomes available and, and therefore affects you from a privacy point of view. Or of course, there's the 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 criminal undertones there. If you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, it would be good for you if there was less evidence of that. I won't draw a distinction here, but some people will talk about VPN providers and their logs uh, as a good thing. This VPN provider doesn't capture logs, uh, and therefore uh, that's good for privacy. I'm not saying that's wrong, but not logging things can complicate breach responses, certainly when it comes down to things like um, how many customers were affected. If you're specifically reducing what it is that you're monitoring, which is uh, essentially the same thing here, right? If you're not capturing logs, then it can be difficult to to determine what happened to whom, who, who was affected, uh, those kinds of things, then that can be a challenge. But it is another characteristic that, that people look for. And then we have, of course, the the supply chain consideration here. Initially, with with NordVPN um, pushing the blame to their database provider, database provider, sorry, data center provider. Let's get the details right. Now, NordVPN saying uh, the data center provider was to blame because they uh, didn't know this remote management tool existed. This uh, ILO IDRAC type system that allows remote access to a server. Um, I think that's a, a difficult argument. Uh, in a lot of companies, not saying you know companies will try and push the blame and things, but um, where you have a, a lot of um, a lot of different providers allowing you a lot of different things, you know, um, outsourcing is is very common both in security and in hosting and those kinds of things, and there's, there's benefits to it. That's why a lot of people do it. But when you when you outsource, actually delineating. Uh, I guess the blame line is what I'm trying to say here, but like the 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 line of um, who is responsible for what can be uh, can be quite difficult. And I think a lot of companies, certainly that that I've dealt with over the over recent years, um, if they're not paying attention to something, they can fall into the trap of presuming their provider is. Um, oh, we don't we don't use this uh, remote access tool, but it exists. You know, we we presume our provider is you know patching it, keeping it secure, locking it down, those kinds of things. And I think it's just a, a prime time to to think, you know, where are your providers and where are your assumptions? What are you presuming that your provider is doing? And then and then going out and specifically checking those things. Not to, to draw any specific for this NordVPN thing, uh, but just to, to add, um, NordVPN originally, I saw a statement that said uh, it was the provider that was at fault. And then you see this line about, you know, they're no longer working with that, that data center provider. Um and then the provider fired back with, um, you know, they, they were aware of this. This wasn't our fault. And for other customers, we, we do lock these ports down and things. So there obviously was an option uh, to lock those ports down. And the provider did say that they would um, install patches when they became available from from their vendors. So from HP, Dell, those kinds of companies, they, w- they were installing patches. Um, but yeah, just, just working out where that 
supply chain line is, if you're outsourcing things, what are they actually taking care of? I think is is super important. And in light of breaches like this, it's it's a thing to to look for. Whew. So, gosh, a quick summary of, of VPNs. A eh? what is it that I'm trying to say? Like, how can I summarize what it is that I'm talking about here? Um, VPNs are good. They do um, protect you from certain risks, and they can be a very convenient way of, of addressing a risk. They don't entirely reduce risk. It is like antivirus. You don't just install a VPN. You don't just install antivirus, and then security is solved. They solve a very specific uh, issue in a very specific context. So if you're looking at VPNs or if you're using a VPN, take a step back and look at, you know, why are you doing this? What is the risk that you're trying to solve? If you're using a provider that has a security incident, be it um, a breach occurs or be it just something silly like a certificate expires with with no further risk there and you're thinking, hmm, they shouldn't be making these basic mistakes, then, then yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, reviewing your providers at that point is sensible, but don't, don't uh, have a knee-jerk reaction. Don't immediately jump onto the next provider you hear about. Um, you know, you should you should take a, a reasoned approach to that. Why are we using this protection? What do we think it offers us? And which vendor allows us um, that protection in the best way, be that compatibility or be that some additional privacy protection or something like that? And that's it. That is my my rant about, about VPNs. But um, a thing that I wanted to, to ask you is, um, for the audience, uh, how do you how do you handle VPNs? If you are a VPN user, how did you pick the provider that you're using? Are you in the camp of roll your own and everyone should do everything custom because then you have the complete understanding of how things are set up? Or are you in the, the camp of there is some specific aspect that a VPN provides you? What is it that you look for in those providers? What's the risk you're trying to address? Let us know over social media. I'll be very interested to hear those. And uh, thanks for listening.